0: Jazzcast Pros.
1: Welcome to Living the Front Seat Life podcast. It's me, your host, Coach Kelly Marie, recording from Buffalo, New York. I have a special guest. Daria Murphy, the declutter empress. She is an incredible individual who believes in a clutter-free life. So not just mental clutter, physical clutter, all types of clutter. And we go in and talk about different types of clutter and tips you can use to declutter your physical life and your mental life. So continue to listen and be the light. Welcome to Living the Front Seat Life. I'm your host, Kelly Marie, and I invite you to take this journey with me. We're going to be talking about all things mental health and emotional well-being. You see, I am a overcomer. If you are interested in figuring out the path for you to determine how and where you will drive your future, this is the place to be. We get to determine... The ride. We may not get to determine the weather or who's on the road with us or if it's going to be a scenic route or not, but we are the drivers. So join me on this ride, living the front seat life. Today we're talking about clutter. I have an incredible guest Daria Murphy, she is going to break it all down for you. So please like, subscribe, share the podcast, share the news, share the info and knowledge you're getting here as you learn how to live your very own front seat life. Help me welcome the declutter empress, Daria Murphy.
2: I have enjoyed decluttering and putting things in order and keeping things organized since I was a kid. And I translated into telling stories and writing and sending messages to everyone that I meet up with or come across about creating what I like to call this oasis space through decluttering. I always like to make reference to my home as my oasis space because it's my relief from the outside world. And I like to share this message with others. So that they can too declutter and organize their mental and physical spaces. Cause it's important, leave the outside world behind and come on inside, whether it's your home, your office, or your car after a long day to just be at peace.
1: You know, that oasis, that sense of this is the place where I come to rest, to relax, to restore. And sometimes, so I have, I'll just say it up front. I have issues with clutter. And I know that I am not feeling my best the more clutter I have. Like the more clutter I have physically, the worse my mental clutter is.
2: I absolutely think it starts with your mind. It has to start in that space first and then you can get to the physical. Because a lot of times our mental clutter, we have so much worry or anxiety, especially after a long day, whether it's at work or whether it's picking up the kids, I know that a lot of times we can all be filled with worry when it's really concern and concern can turn into worry, which leads to anxiety. And I think that if we make it up in our minds first to say, you know what, this is a concern and then I'm just going to let it go or even write it down. I'm a big fan of writing. When you do this, then you can get to the physical clutter. Because it all starts in your mind first.
1: So what are some ways that people can identify clutter, mental clutter? What does that look like? Oh my,
2: oh my goodness, worry. And I'm a dictionary person. I, the etymology of the, the, the word worry, the dictionary, comes from the old English word meaning strangled. And that to me, when you think of strangle, being strangled, it's just something that's just ugly. And it can be to where we're stifling ourselves, where we're wringing our hands physically or even mentally, where we can be wringing our minds. These thoughts that come that are just cramped in our minds, it's like an overstuffed suitcase. You know how, like, when you're going on a trip and you may want to take all this stuff with you, but then you can't even close your suitcase because the stuff, is overflowing. All of the clothes, all of the things that really isn't necessary is overflowing. What do you do first? You start to take all that overage out, and then you can just deal with what you have. And you end up saying, you know what? I really didn't need all of this in the first place. Once you get all that mental clutter out of the way, then it can lead to taking out the physical clutter, like a suitcase.
1: And that idea of packing the wrong stuff You know, if you're going to the beach, you don't want to pack snow boots and snow shoes and coats and scarves. You know, you we need to take with us the things that we need for the journey that we're on. And I I am thinking now, like, what kind of things can I pull out of my mental space that I don't need on this journey? So what about physical clutter? When you say clutter and declutter, what do you mean?
2: Oh my goodness, that is such a great question. When I say clutter, like you said, that is so key. Clutter, physical clutter, and declutter is different to different people. It could be different cross-culturally. It could be different individually. And when I say physical clutter, I'm talking about such things as magazines. I am a printed word person. In spite of all of the digital online magazines and online books, the audiobooks, and even reading on Kindle or on my laptop from the library, I am still a printed word person. But it was a time when I had magazines coming out of nowhere. I mean, I had them all over the place. And what I finally decided to do to put myself on a timer, and I said, you know what? I am going to separate this in a pile, have a value, what I value pile and a recycle pile as far as a library. And then I would go in with the recycle pile. I said, you know what? I'm gonna see if I could donate this to the local library. So magazines for me was a physical clutter. That could be for somebody else having a whole bunch of gadgets in their kitchen drawer or just miscellaneous stuff piled in a drawer. You know, you come and get the mail or this is the pens, the mail and everything else. That is a type of physical clutter. And when I talk about declutter, declutter means I am getting ready to decipher what do I find of value with these magazines? Is this something that I'm going to hang on to? Or can I just simply take a picture of an article, store it in my digital archive for reference? Or am I going to recycle this and allow somebody else to enjoy it? That is declutter. It is definitely different amongst individuals and cross-culturally, because some people, they have a comfort with clutter to where they find value. For example, they may love to have a bunch of pictures on the wall. In my space, I don't like a lot of things on my wall, but other people, they may love having lots of pictures hanging on the wall. And you can tell the personality of a person just going through their home. That may provide them with comfort and peace, like their oasis space by having all that on the wall. Whereas for me, it could be, okay, I am feeling in clothes right now. I cannot think straight. So it's different for all of us.
1: I appreciate that so much because everybody's journey is their own. I love the idea of taking a picture of the thing, whatever it may be, instead of holding on to a physical thing, because now you know, you can upload it. You can email it to yourself. You can keep it forever. So you don't have to yeah. have the physical thing. That is a exactly. fantastic
2: suggestion. You don't have to have that physical. It's, it's right there at your fingertips. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, you can always look at it, even if you're in your private space. If wherever you are, if it's something that brings you joy and it brings you encouragement throughout the day. Like I have my vision board, a picture of my vision board on my phone. And I also have it in a physical space here, too, but it's a board. It's out of the way. It's not cluttering up anything. But I also have Mm -hmm. my phone. You could also have pictures of your, you know, your family, your friends or, you know, that magazine article or that paragraph in a book that you may not necessarily want the whole book, but you just may want a section just to give you encouragement. And then just be on your way instead of having all of that blockage in your physical space. I absolutely
1: am going to start taking pictures of things.
2: Oh, absolutely. And I like your idea of tagging, of tagging the pictures too, because, you know, we have these phones that are like little computers. They are computers and they store a lot. So tagging it, it's like, okay, let me just do a quick search here and pull it right out up and it's at your fingertips. I love when I am walking through and I'm seeing a bunch of sentimental stuff. Some people have it stuffed in a second bedroom. Some people have sentimental clutter stuffed in the storage closet. And it's like they they pull it out of the way to where you can't see it, but then some people stumble on it. And I think sentimental clutter, that stuff that doll collection like I used to have a huge collection of Barbie dolls I just was raised with Barbie dolls I love Barbie no sponsorship by Mattel so but I held on to this for like I I just got rid of my dream the Barbie big Barbie dream house maybe about hmm, a decade ago and I and wow. The, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been over uh, 30 years. So I'm like, why am I <laughs> hanging on to this Barbie dollhouse? What is it? And I finally got rid of it. And before I got rid of it, I said, okay, now, Daria, this is ridiculous. What is it? You've had great memories with it. What are you really trying to hang on to? And I said, oh, I'm trying to hang on to the no worries childhood, you know, everything. <laughs> Everything was groovy. Everything was fine. I had a great childhood. I'm like, okay, uh, I think I can let this go now. I, I, it, it's been, it's been over a decade. It's been over, t- it's been over 20 years. And I'm still hanging on to this, and so I said, all right, I can let it go. So what I did was took a picture, and it's like we have pictures of the Barbie Dream House, so I don't have to hang on to that. So I'll let somebody else enjoy it. And so I finally got rid of it, along with the Barbie collection. I only kept one Barbie, and that is a a brandy, the singer Brandy. I just, she was dressed, I was the only one. But other than that, I got rid of that. And I said, okay, the childhood memory is in my head. I can let it go now. It's okay. So people can allow sentimental clutter to really get in their way. And I think it's important to say this. What value does this hold to me? What memory is being triggered by holding on to this? Can I write it down? Can I take a picture? It's like, what can I do to just get rid of this? Because it's really taking up space.
1: That is important. The way you phrase that, the ability to ask yourself the question, why am I so attached to this? What feeling does it bring up? What memory does it bring up? Because knowing that can help you, then make the decision on whether or not to keep it. So I can see mental health still needing to have that physical attachment to some things, right? But to question, there may be another way to hold on to that memory outside of holding on to the physical thing.
2: Oh, absolutely. There is another way to, like you say, to preserve that. And, And it does serve as a little bit of a release too. It does free up your mind because the physical and the mental, they do go hand in hand. But it does take a Mm minute mind to do it. That's why I say if it's something you're not ready to get rid of yet, put it aside and then go back to it.
1: How long do you recommend people wait between going back to that thing? You
2: know, I think it all depends. I I think because everyone has a different lifestyle, everyone has had different life experiences, Mm -hmm. and I think Mm -hmm. whatever it is, if it's something that's connected to you know, and I am by no means a mental health professional, all due respect to you and uh, all the mental health professionals out there. But for me, my own experience, it goes back to asking that question, why am I hanging on to this? Is this something that I have to deal with? Is this something that I have to seek, you know, therapy for to be able to release this physical item? Does this item bring a bad experience, trigger a bad experience, or does it trigger a good experience? So I think the timing, it really all depends. I mean, I've gotten used to it. I've gotten so used to this to where, you know what, I'm gonna give myself a day. Sometimes it could be a week for some people. Sometimes it could be a day. I know it's that way for me. It could take me, I would say, you know what, I'm going to give myself a week to think about this, or I'm going to give myself a day to think about this and get back to it. For others, it could be months before they say, I can really let, I can't let go of this item yet. I have to hang on to it. And then There are times when I can even put myself on a a cluttered time clock and say, you know what, I'm going to give myself five minutes to think about this, and then I'm going to get rid of it. It all depends on the person. It really does and their life experiences.
1: And you mentioned an excellent point. Well, several. The need to possibly talk to someone about whatever the feeling is that this physical item brings up from a mental health standpoint. It doesn't have to be an illness. It doesn't, you don't have to be a hoarder. This is something that can affect anybody and everybody. I'm just thinking about my bookcase, and there's so many books there. I know I'm not going to read.
2: Oh my God. But they're
1: still on the bookcase.
2: Oh my goodness. And that just brings me, that's so funny. Great segue to my next point about physical clutter. <laughs> books. That was another thing because I, I love my public, my local public library. I mean, I do. And they would often have used book sales and everything. And I would purchase books here and there. And then I would even, I would buy brand new books, you know, online and all that. Finally, I decided, you know what? I'm getting rid of these books that I really don't read every year. So right now, on my bookcases are only books. I have some books that are, now this brings me back to the sentimental stuff. I do have a few books from childhood that inspire me. Yes. Those books from childhood that I have on my shelf, they are a definite point of inspiration and encouragement for me. So I have a few of those books that are on my bookshelf. It's like less than five of less.
0: If you've been thinking about starting a podcast and you want to include interviews with people across town, Riverside.fm offers unbelievable high quality recordings regardless of your or your guest internet quality. And it also gives you separate audio and video tracks for each person speaking. And unlike Zoom, you don't have to install anything on your computer and your guests don't either. Head over to Riverside.fm and use promo code JazzyCast to get 60 free minutes of recording and 15% off a membership plan. I think it's less than five.
2: But there are other books that I do have on my shelf that I actually read yearly or reference And when I made up my mind to say, you know what, I'm going to donate these other books. The only time I buy a book is if I know I'm going to reference this often. And that means whether it's yearly or whether it's every quarter or even monthly. But if there are some books on my shelf that are just there for decorations, I mean, and that's fine, too, if that's what makes a person feel good. But for me, no, this has to serve some type of function. (laughs) in my life. So I choose to keep the books that I reference often. I do know people who love to color code their books, which is great. It's like a nice decoration. And that's fine too. It all goes back to everyone's clutter is not the same.
1: You have given me so much in this short period of time. I've got some work to do over here. And I know that people will Hear your message, and it will resonate with them. I want to make sure before we wrap up, because I could talk to you first of all, I love your voice. You have the most soothing oh. voice. I was listening to your podcast. I was like, "Oh wow, your voice is just so soothing, and <laughs> thank you thank. Total you. side so notes are starting off in their declutter journey. Where do you recommend they start?
2: Oh my goodness. I definitely recommend taking inventory. Like I say, I am a person that likes to write. I would say take it one room at a time. Don't even do this for like, oh, I'm gonna do for this weekend or this week, I'm gonna declutter from the closet to the kitchen. No, set aside maybe like one day to say, you know what, I'm gonna get to this kitchen drawer really quickly. I'm gonna start with, you know, I'm gonna start with, this room, and I'm going to write down room by room, what can I get rid of? Just get a simple notebook and get a list and say, I'm going to start here in the kitchen. And then once you go ahead on and take out all the junk that's in the junk drawer in the kitchen, then you could check that off the list and then go on to the next room. That could be your bedroom, wherever the closet is, and say, I am going to begin seeing what clothes I no longer wear or what clothes make me really happy or what clothes look good on me. Separate those into piles and those that you haven't worn in. I mean, I would say for me, I do this. If I haven't worn it in two years, it's going. But taking inventory by writing down, today, I'm going to declutter this drunk drawer. Today, I'm going to declutter this closet. Today, I'm going to declutter... All of this uh, keepsake stuff in my from uh, way back when. I say take it one day at a time. Don't try to do everything at once, but take inventory with the notebook first, because like I say, it starts mentally first. And don't overthink it.
1: I just want to tell you, the junk drawer before I moved into my home here, um, it was a family house, and I grew up in it. My mom grew up in it, and the junk drawer told a story. There was a, a Tupperware container with probably 50 keys in it. And there were skeleton keys. <laughs> the decades worth of keys over the lifetime of, you know, three generations in that mm-hmm. home. And so, I mean, I threw all the keys in the garbage, but.
2: Y- yeah. It was usually, just, it I'm was, sure you had no idea, like, oh, you're not going to go around with each lock. No. <laughs> like, let me see.
1: carrying junk. John- For no reason. I mean, that that has no purpose anymore. And the amount of space you can have when you just get rid of something. Yes. That's huge.
2: If you notice the weight lifted off of you. I mean, even if something as it may seem small, but it's really big because it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, I can actually open the drawer and not see (laughs) all this junk (laughs) or not see all these keys, (laughs) not seeing this. It's a relief
1: there was actually a wait, I could feel the difference just by cleaning out one box and throwing it in the garbage. And so I want people to be able to find you and learn more about decluttering their minds and their physical space. Where can they find your podcast, Declutter Empress Radio?
2: Oh, they, they can find me on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And they can also follow me on Twitter at D-E-R-A-D-I-O-P-O-D, the radio pod.
1: I love it. This was good. Thank you so much. I cannot tell you how good this was.
2: Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for having me on, Kelly. It's a privilege. I really enjoy your podcast, your episodes. Keep doing what you're doing because I'm really enjoying them. I think his name was Duke Lott. Uh, yeah, that episode yeah. and uh, the Great Resignation episode too. And your Sugar Rush episode. I was like, oh, my I am loving all of this. <laughs> These are nuggets right here. And congratulations. So,
1: Thank you so much, Daria, for joining me. I truly enjoyed having you here today. Just to recap, we have mental clutter and physical clutter. And some of the things that you can do to declutter your life are... Take a picture of that thing that it's time to get rid of. That way you have it forever. You can upload it. You can email it. You can save it. You can donate. Someone else can build new memories off of the things that you are no longer using. We talked about physical clutter, mental clutter, and how to go about decluttering both your physical and mental life. To declutter your physical life, you can take a picture you can give things away you can start by focusing on one area or one room at a time and to declutter your mental life you can start by taking inventory what are some things you're carrying with you that you don't need to are you carrying other people's issues and the things that they're going through in your life It's time to clean up all of that. And you can do that right here by listening to Living the Front Seat Life podcast. Until the next time, be the light.
0: Hi, this is Jazzy T. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Living the Front Seat Life with Kelly Marie. And we are so excited to welcome a new member of the JazzCast Pros Network, Igniting Hope Radio with Pastor George on all podcast platforms and directories. Here's a little taste of what to expect from Igniting Hope Radio.
3: JazzCast Pros. The social determinants of health are the non-medical factors that influence health outcomes. They are the live conditions in which people are born, in which they grow, in which they work, in which they live, and in which they age. They are important influence on health inequities and the unfair and avoidable differences in health status seen within and between countries. The lower the economic position, the worse the health. And so what we have to focus our energies and attentions on is the systemic changes that are necessary in our communities to make sure and ensure that every individual, and especially those in the African American community who have suffered from years of historical and generational trauma as an outcome of enslavement and all kinds of policies and laws that have been a constant threat to our very existence. And we're gonna tell our story from our perspective, right? And that's what we're committed to doing here our Igniting Hope podcast, to bring health equity to our community. It's never been done in America. Well, now is the time. Now is the time.
0: That was good, right? To get even more of this upcoming season, say, Hey Google, or ask Alexa to play Igniting Hope Radio, a weekly podcast that brings together community-based organizations to decode the social determinants of health and eliminate race-based disparities.